This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing... And knit and paint and dance and spin Would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy Here's something amazing To help you keep it together One, two, three Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity Hello and welcome to episode 189. This is a podcast I didn't plan to do, but when I got wind of the fact that a quilt had been pulled from the American Quilter Society show here in Grand Rapids, it's called AQS Quilt Week, I was like, what? I mean, especially when I realized that on day two of the show, I stood in front of this quilt and had a lengthy conversation with a local quilter that I actually met in front of the quilt. Kathy Nida is the 49-year-old artist from California who created this quilt. I reached out to her immediately after hearing about the controversy. And as Kathy will explain in a moment, the quilt was basically inspired by a recurring dream that she was having and that she found actually quite disturbing. So she created this quilt based on, on that experience, and it's been traveling since 2013. So... Uh, this was kind of unexpected uh, from Kathy's perspective, since it's a quilt that's been circulating for a while and actually had appeared in several AQS shows. But apparently a spectator went along and um, somebody complained. I don't know who. I was not able to talk to you, the AQS officials about it. But apparently there was a complaint about the content of the quilt uh, and specifically that it, it featured male genitalia. And um, and just for those of you um, who might have kids in the room, uh, this could turn out to be kind of a, a <laughs> bit of an anatomy lesson for them, since uh, male and female parts are going to be discussed on this podcast. Uh, just put, putting that out there. My kids are 10 and 12, and I would be okay with them hearing this podcast. This podcast is basically just giving Kathy a chance to tell her story, and I had hoped to be able to explain this whole thing and feature uh, an interview also with uh, an AQS representative as well. However, they declined the interview opportunity. So, um, but I will say this, if somebody from AQS hears this podcast and wants to respond, I would be happy to hear the AQS side of this story and bring that to you folks at home because it seems to me like it's part of the dialogue is missing. There are a lot of questions still about what exactly went down and that led to this censorship of a quilt uh, by just having it be pulled. And actually, Kathy uh, had a second quilt that was pulled from the show as well. The one that uh, 
is the one that we're going to be spending most of the time talking about is called I Was Not Wearing a Life Jacket. And you can see, I'll put a link to it on craftsanity.com. I'll put a photo there. And I'll also link to Kathy's blog post about this experience. And her website's kathynida.com. And I'll put a direct link to her post about this. Like I said, I do not like to present one-sided stories. However, I feel like what happened to Kathy is important. And all of us in the fiber arts community, we need to take notice of this and talk about this to prevent other situations like this from happening. Especially happening without public explanation. We are going to pick up with Kathy explaining her response to hearing that her quilt had been pulled from the AQS show because someone complained that there was a penis in it. There's no penis. And I did not see one. Uh, no, I made all. the quilt. I drew the picture. I know there's no... <laughs> and, and trust me, I, I have a few quilts with penises in them, but I really don't do penises. <laughs> Um, but if there's a penis, you're going to know it. Well, I mean, it's going to be an anatomically correct, mostly, penis that you recognize as such. And there is not, those are all women. Well, okay, the guy behind the tree is a guy, but he's, there's no parts that you can see. No, he's, you can't even view him from, it's like kind of waist up kind of thing. But, but yeah, so it, it, this, for people who can't see, and I, I will link to your blog post. And um, if it's okay, I did take a picture of this quilt. I have no, a picture. No um, if I can post that, if that's okay with you, I'll post Absolutely. that on my website and I'll link to you. Um, but if you can describe for the people sitting in their studios right now or out on a jog and they're <laughs> trying to imagine. To describe that quilt? <laughs> well, how, I mean, how would you describe this quilt? You're the um, artist. Okay. I'm going to leave this to you. I think on one of the blog posts I talked about, um, this quilt started out as a dream. And so I, I had this recurring, it was a nightmare, quite honestly, a recurring nightmare for just weeks about losing things and people like losing babies like I'd be standing in a river and I and I would have hold on this baby and I would lose it oh and I'd be gosh. desperately trying I know Jeez, I can't tell awful. you what this is an old I mean I did this drawing back in in 2010 um I had been pink slipped the year before I'm a, I'm a teacher and we'd gone through some hard times with that I'm divorced single mom two kids raising them um who are now in college and and fine um but it I, I don't know if it was partially that. It was near the end of the school year. It's always a stressful time, but I kept losing these things. And so I started out by drawing little pieces of what I could remember from the dreams. There was a woman giving birth at, right by the side of the river. There were two sisters standing in the river, but they wouldn't help me. They were just standing there, and I'd be yelling at them, help me, help me, where is this? And and they would just stand there. Um, and so it evolved into a larger drawing, and it went through a bunch of different messes before I got to that. And then um, the Gulf oil spill happened around the same time. And that was just bugging me. Um, Watching all the animals dying and and it's just so it was a horrible thing to happen. And so that ended up in there as well. And so a lot of times when I draw, I'm just like, okay, what's happening around me? I'm not even really thinking what's going in this quilt? What's going drawing i'm just drawing right um it's sort of like a you know stream of consciousness how do i get it all out of my head and and it's not like that with all my quilts but this is one of those where when people say explain it i'm like wow you know i really can't you know right especially if it started with a dream a lot of times we don't understand our own dreams right and so i i have a lot of pieces that you know i can say oh it's about this or oh it's about that and this is what i was you know coming off of but um you know there were all these things that went into that and i don't think i I, when i go back i keep a journal i went back and looked at it and and i didn't say this is what it's about (laughs) and i'm like because i don't think i really knew i knew what was going on at the time um so I have no problems with people standing in front of it and going, wow, I, I'm getting this feeling off of it or this vibe off of it, or even standing in front of it and going, oh, my God, I don't even like this. Just, you know, that, I don't have a problem with that. 
Um, and it, it ended up in this exhibit because uh, Martha Seelman had published a book, People and Portraits, for SACWA, um, and she asked us to provide two of the pieces. She picked the, the quilts that are in the book, and I think I have eight or nine quilts in the book, and she says, just pick two of those. And I picked two of the older ones because the others were all in shows at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I, I couldn't send them. I mean, this has been on exhibit since 2013. It's been traveling for, you know, three years at this point. So I picked the two that I had available, and, and this was one of them, and then fully medicated was the other one. Um, and they ended up pulling both of them as of this morning. So now fully medicated. I don't know if I saw. It. Was this was that one on display near this quilt? Yeah, it would. I, in in the past, they've they've hung them right next to each other. Um, so it's a woman with multiple arms, and she's dealing with pills and stuff. And there's a full-on vulva that's about five inches high. That nobody, you know, I didn't get a complaint about that. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to remember. I'm gonna have to look back at my photos because I know that at the time I was standing in front of this particular quilt and. Uh, I was standing there at the, about the same time another woman came up. She's, you know, with the local Modern Quilt Guild. I didn't know her, and we just kind of got started talking because I was like, wow, there's a lot going on in this quilt. And so <laughs> well, we, yeah, yeah. we started talking, and it sparked a whole a whole discussion about, like, our families and, like, what oh, really? we make. I mean, it was really just kind of unexpected, this whole thing. That's cool, and though. We stood there for a good probably 25 minutes, and I was trying to rush out and I remember, you know, I'm kind of breezing past a bunch of quilts because I'd spent a lot of time, you know, in front of right. this one. And so I can't be sure that I saw the other quilt. When I saw people going past, and it was kind of interesting, too, to kind of observe how other people were reacting to it. My and mom does I, that. And she I totally did... stalks my quilts and, and <laughs> back and reports to me. That, that, that woman over there, she did not like it. <laughs> well, it's really oh. interesting because um, obviously this quilt, you had an unsettling dream. So yes. it's an unsettling quilt. I mean, I got okay. kind of an unsettled vibe about it because I'm like, okay. Good. I, I'm like, okay, this seems like this woman's having a baby. And I did right away. I was like, how come these women aren't helping? Because... Yeah. When someone's having a baby, I haven't been around like random strangers having babies on the side of the of river or anything but before. But you would help. But it would seem to me like if someone's having a baby and they're by themselves, I would say, "Help, call nine one one," and then I would go over and I would. Right, you, know you have I mean? some idea of how babies come out and yeah, what needs to kinda, happen, and yeah. you'd help the poor thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like this is kind of weird. Um, so, I it was unsat, it was definitely unsettling, and I there's a lot of imagery going, and then the tree. I'm looking at a very small photo of it right now. Um, in the tree, you have are, what are the things? There's a bird and a nest, and then what do you have on the leaves? Um, oh, those are eyeballs. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I thought, and I didn't want to because I'm looking at a very small image now, and I can't remember my you know it's not as as big as what I was looking at in in person. So now, okay, so we've told people a little bit about what this quilt, what the kind of the scene, and then you have a reference to the oil spill. So it's almost like the oil spill stuff is kind of like it's seems like it's kind of a, a lower level to this quilt. So there's stuff happening on shore, there's things going on yeah. in the water, and then there's like another, it feels like another level to it where there's more of the, like kind of the oil spill type of references going on. And I do a lot of that where I kind of go down underground and, you know, there, you've got your volcanic stuff going on. There's a UFO. There's, 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 I think that's an iPhone down there. It would have been really, okay, back then it wouldn't have been an iPhone. It probably would have been an iPod. There's a scorpion. So I it just, like I said, you know, I'm sitting there drawing and, and things are just popping in my head and mm-hmm. I, I'm just drawing them into the drawing as I'm working. So I was there Thursday. This quilt was on the, I mean, it was, it was up and displayed as yep. of like Thursday afternoon when I was there. What happened 
next. I got a call on Friday from SACWA, the exhibition people, and they said, hey, they're thinking about pulling your quilt because someone complained that they saw a penis in it. And I have to say the most amusing part of the conversation is they said, um, this, this guy was telling me, he says he had this email, and you know an email thread's like the most recent email is first. Right. And so he was reading sort of backwards, and one of them said, I have stared at Nida's quilt with a magnifying glass for an hour and a half, and I still can't find the penis. And I, I almost lost it right there. <laughs> because there. And I'm like, because there isn't one. Yeah, and, but, and okay, so, and if you need a magnifying glass, I'm sorry. But, uh, um, so size kind of matters, and that's yeah, case. Yeah, Sackle was trying to persuade AQS to keep the quilt in the show, um, and and. At no point in time has AQS contacted me, and honestly, Sacco was unable to tell me where the woman thought the penis was. Um, and at this point, they're telling me that other people had made complaints, and it wasn't just one person, and I don't know if that's AQS trying to cover their butts or what. Um, but So that, that was Friday, and then they said on Saturday they would contact me and let me know if it actually had been pulled. Actually, this might have been Thursday night, Friday. Um, now, and and those, it did, if I can interrupt you for one second, for those who aren't sure. familiar, SACWA is... It's Studio Art Quilts Associates. Okay, so stu- yeah. Studio and Art so Quilts Associates. They, they have art quilt exhibits, and they um, they often push them out. They, they like them to travel, and so this one got picked up for Quilt Week, um, and it had already been to Lancaster, Daytona, Daytona Beach, Phoenix, and uh, Paducah before it got to Grand Rapids. With AQS or with uh, yes, SACWA? Yes, all of them. All oh, of okay. them. Well, okay. SACWA is the group that, that has the exhibit, and then AQS agreed to show the exhibit as part of Quilt Week. And okay, all of so these, this, was the these first time, this was the first time that it was an AQS show? No. no. It, it had already been to Phoenix, Daytona Beach, Lancaster and Paducah okay. before it so, went to Grand Rapids. So these, the folks who put on this show have already seen this quilt and ex- yeah. done. Okay. All right. So we're on the same page now. So this is, yes. so it hits Grand Rapids and somebody can't handle it. Um, <laughs> and they complained to the organizers and said, Hey, there's a penis in it. I'll never come to a SACWA show or not a SACWA show, an AQS show again. Um, and, uh, I don't know if they demanded it be pulled or what, but I I just know that they said that it they they didn't want. Let's see, I'm I'm looking back through. I have 17 emails on this coming out of them. Um, but then they also so then Sacqua came back and said, okay, um, they tried to persuade him to leave it in the show, and then the decision was made to pull it. And I think that was either Friday or Saturday. So I don't know if people that were there Friday saw it because you guys are three hours ahead. So by right. the time I heard about it, it was five o'clock at night here um, because I was at school all day. So and then they pulled it Saturday. That's right because it was the day I was gone, um, definitely. And then Sacqua came back to me and said they were going to ask AQS to guarantee that they would keep fully medicated hanging for the rest for Chattanooga. Actually, they said, first of all, AQS pulled it from Grand Rapids, but they hadn't decided whether to pull it from Chattanooga or Des Moines. Um, and they decided that, I believe, on Monday. Um, and because SACWA was asking, well, ship it back. You don't get to keep it for two months if you're not going to show it because the, the next two shows are in Chattanooga, Des Moines. They go through October or something. Right. Um, so they wanted to get me my quilt back, which is fine. And then they asked AQS to guarantee that fully medicated would not be pulled if someone complained about it and AQS waited a couple days and they came back with everybody else in this exhibit, this one SACWA exhibit has two quilts hanging except for her. So no, we're going to pull fully medicated as well. So they didn't censor it for what was in it. Nobody complained about it, but they pulled it because there was only one quilt now instead of two. Which, I mean, that's what they're saying. 
So the official reason you were given of why it was pulled is because there's a penis in it, or someone yes. thought they saw one, even yes. though there isn't one in there. No, there's no penis in it. Uh, you know, I guess, I mean, I'm not the show director, but I mean, one solution would have been, there is no penis in this quilt, <laughs> to put a little sign. I don't know. I mean, what do you, I mean, this is just crazy. So. Well, yeah, it is crazy. It's, a, um, I mean, because it's absurd. I mean, because if there isn't, if, if what someone thinks they saw in it does, isn't even in it. How is yes. that a a reason to pull it? Right. That's the part I, I'm having a hard time with. I mean, and I'm not I'm not in favor of any kind of censorship of quilts. Um, yeah. I, I think that you know art is. I mean, because you could. I mean, think about how many art galleries have yeah. male anatomy on display. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and you know, female. And well, and mostly <laughs> yeah. female. I mean, we see female. Yeah. It's like you know, that's like all over the place. That's a whole other story. Yeah. It's, <laughs> whole, yeah. When people's threshold, it's like they can't handle, you know, when it gets to the male anatomy, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So when, did anyone from AQS contact you or you're just hearing everything never. through? Okay. AQS has never contacted me in any way, shape or form. Um, SACWA has been the only ones that have contacted me and they've, you know, they've been very supportive. They're trying to, to be an art quilt group. And this has happened to me before um, where somebody freaked out um, and that was for a vulva, a nude female. um, And she called Fox News and Fox News showed up and it was one of the Mancuso shows. And the way the Mancusos dealt with it is I think at some point in time there's a piece of fabric over the vulva and they put me around a corner and, and whatever, but they left it in the show and then they left it in the remainder of the circuit, so it traveled to, like, three or four other venues, and they mm-hmm. did not pull it from the show. And it was, again, a aqua exhibit about homelessness, you know, and what that feels like. And, and um, you know, I was looking at, you know, if you're a homeless woman and you have children, like, wh- you are completely exposed, and this is how you feel. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I do nudes all the time, but, um, you know, they they dealt with it in a very different way, Um and, you know, there's still a huge brouhaha over it, but it, it, they didn't pull it for, like, things that aren't actually in it, you know? And, right. and they continued to let it exhibit through through the rest of the circuit, which AQS, I guess, wasn't willing to do, unfortunately. I can't even imagine how you must it's feel about it. It's so frustrating. I, and, and it's hard because, you know, I am an artist, but I work in fabric and I work in quilts. And so, like, the art world looks down at quilts. They're like, oh, that's a craft. You're making a craft. And I'm like, well, no, I'm actually using the techniques that quilt makers use in order to make art. It's no different than when I was a printmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was using the same, you know, as a screen printer, you know, you have closed spaces that colors go into. Well, this is the same idea, except the closed spaces are pieces of fabric. And I use this huge quilt palette of, of fabrics to make the work, but it's the same concept. And then you go into the quilt world and, you know, you're not allowed to show here or there. I can't show in the San Diego quilt show because I have nudity in it. I guess when I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not seeing how well, nothing about it know, like, there's offended me. Nudity, there's, there's someone giving birth. And the thing is, I understand censorship. I, I don't, I'm not pro it, obviously. Um, and I, I didn't enter AQS. Like, I'm getting a lot of people right. that are like, okay, you put your quilt in AQS. Um, and I'm like, I didn't. I entered it in a SACWA special exhibit. And I didn't know where it was going to travel right. when I entered the show. They they come up with the venues after the fact. And, and because of the experience I had six years ago, whenever it was, seven years ago, with the other quilt, I'm a little wary of, like, the Mancuso shows, of of anything that's a standard quilt show. I had one quilt that was supposed to be at PIQF and um, in Santa Clara and Oasis in, in Palm Springs last year, and they lost the palette 
Um, and then they found the quilts again. And so it went to a bunch of sewing shows, like, you know, those sewing and quilt shows. And I was like, oh, God, I'm totally going to die on this. I mean, I said, <laughs> okay. But I'm like, I'm waiting for, like, Oklahoma to come back and, and kill me. Or it went to Utah, you know. And, and I have lots of relatives in Utah. But I know they don't want to see naked people, you know. And, and there was nothing. I got no negative response at all. And so I'm like, okay. And so when I saw this one was going to, you know, I always look and I'm like, did it go to Virginia? Because Virginia is where the last fuss was, you know. Right. Um, and I'm like, is it going to Virginia? Because I'm scared of Virginia now, you know. And I shouldn't be. Um, but I I know that they might cause an issue. But then on the other hand, so many people like, say, you, who have never seen my work before, get to see my work. So I feel like if AQS is going to say, hey, yeah, we want to have these art cooled exhibits as part of our show, that they should realize that, hey, there's going to be art in there, and it's not always pretty. You know, sometimes it's going to make you think, and it might have stuff in it where you might have to politely say to an observer, hey, I, I hear what you're saying, I understand, why don't you just walk on by, maybe, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know what the solution is, but I'm pretty sure I'm blackballed from all well, these questions. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the thing, though, and this is what I think all quilters have to, you know, and, and people who like quilts have to kind of appreciate for a second here, and maybe take a step back. Whether they like your quilt or not, or any other quilt that may have any kind of, you know, to pick something that makes them uncomfortable, unsettled, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, one of the things we have to keep in mind is that as fiber artists and appreciators of fiber art, we are all kind of working toward the same goal of having quilts held up there as art and be recognized right. as art. And right. if we start trying to say that is, you can't not. yeah or that you can't do certain things with fabric then right. we're kind of kind of cutting ourselves off at the knees here because quilters are becoming i mean i'm starting to see like photorealistic quilts popping up at these shows and you stand back and you're like holy smokes that looks like a painting art prize yeah. here in grand rapids art prize has been won Oh, yeah, I know by, what art prize is. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a quilter. quilt last year? Yes, it was a quilt last year, and it was a repeat winner. She did yeah. a... She did a um, com- beautiful work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she did a, 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 a combination quilt, like a partnership with her, her um, husband, where he did a photo, and it it trans it kind of transferred from photo to quilt. And they right. did this That's- beautiful beautiful quilt. I mean, just... And it won. I mean, it won... One and a couple years ago, she won on her own with a quilt, and so I'll link right. to that as well. But so quilts are winning big prizes in the art world. Um, things are changing. It's finally and we becoming, want them to do we that. Want we them want to change. the art world to look at quilts and say, "Wow, that's cool." But the problem is, though, when major quilt shows, and this is what got my attention, when major quilt shows put the brakes on, like they invite quilts to be part of an exhibit, and it's not like this was the first time your quilt had ever been shown. I mean, it's right. traveled, so it's not like this first show, first time they ever saw it. No. If major quilt show organizers don't stand up for this kind of stuff, it sets quilting back. In my in my view, it's starting. It kind of sets us back because uh, it's kind of putting quilting in a box, or it separates it so that you have you know you have this line between traditional and quote unquote art, and and I feel like there are so many people that are are right on the line between those that, you know, maybe they would go to make more art quilts if they could see more and were inspired by more. I mean, I learned to quilt traditionally. Right. I a lot of us do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where we get our So I, if I had never seen the, my first quilt national traveling exhibit, I never would have known those existed and I could do that. You know, years ago, I walked into a quilt national touring ex- exhibition and went, oh, my God. 
I've never seen anything like this. This is amazing. And that's when I started to transition. And so if we don't have a more accepting quilt world out there where, you know, you don't have to be this, that, or the other, um, you know, I do traditional quilts. I just don't, you know, I don't show those in shows. I give them to moms who have babies, you know, so which is fine. <laughs> You know, there's a, I, I'm a, a Baltimore album freak. Like, if I see a Baltimore album, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally looking at that. I know how to do hand applique, yeah, and I'm awesome at it. But it's just not how I sh- – how I, I, this is how I make art now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want – you know, for all you know, there's somebody who's only done nine patches who just didn't know that, that she could do this or he could do this. And this is where they're going to see that. Um, and I, the thing is, I see plenty of ugly traditional quilts where I'm like, oh, my God, why did you pick those colors? That's hurting me. Or or just really, you know, and sometimes it's because they're old. But no. But sometimes I'm like, okay, this person doesn't understand, you know, how color works in composition. And, and that's fine. Put it in a show. Have people see it. But, you know, I don't ever go to the organizers and say, oh, my God, you need to get rid of all of that. You know, right. I, I was joking to someone about, you know, if I saw a penis in a sunbonnet suit quilt, you know, an imaginary penis, and I tried to get that quilt pulled, would they have pulled that? Or would they have said, you're very funny, there's no penis in that quilt? You know, and, and I would never do that because my, my whole thing, I, I want all those. Somebody said something about Sackler should pull the whole show. And I'm like, no, no, there's other artists in that show whose work deserves to be seen. I want people to see their work. It's, a, it's an amazing show. Um, I would never ask for Sackler to pull the whole thing. Um, and I'm lucky, I don't know if you know this, um, there's a quilt uh, store in Chattanooga um, called Spool, who is, um, we're shipping both quilts to them, and they are going to show them through the month of September, which is when AQS Quilt Week will be there. Oh, wow. That's cool. So people so, will still get to see them. Yeah, and so we're going to hopefully, as soon as I know they're physically there and up on the wall, um, but I've already told people that, hey, they're going there. Yeah. Um, so people will still get to see them. Um, and Sacco was doing a great job of, you know, holding up an iPad with a picture of the quilt going, this quilt has been banned, this quilt has been banned, you know, um, at Grand Rapids. So I... But, yes, I want places like AQS to still show art quilts and to not say, okay, well, we're only going to show these art quilts that are pretty and nice and don't make people think hard. Um, Because there's a lot of, you know, the homeless exhibit I was in was just amazing for people to come in. And and if you didn't, if you hadn't been around homeless people or never really thought about it, these quilts made people think, you know, oh, my God, I didn't think about that when I was looking at that person who I think is, you know, shouldn't be on the street, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you, you know, you don't have any idea of how they got there, what their life might be like. Exactly. Um, and the, the show helped helped bring all that out. So, you know, there are exhibits like that where you want people to be able to, to be challenged and, and to see new things. E- even if it is a beautiful art quilt, you know, if it's something that's pretty, there's some just amazing work out there that's just drop-dead gorgeous. Well, you know, you start restricting art quilts at, at places like, you know, Mancusas and AQS, and, you're, and nobody's going to see them. You know, not, not the people that might be the next art quilters out there. Right. So I, I don't want any restrictions, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think that is art, um, you know, quilting now is, is finally, finally being considered art in, you know, major art yeah. shows and galleries are starting to pick up um, fiber artists, you know, more. Yeah. And, and this is yeah. really great to see this happening because honestly, you know, you can, you can paint a word on a canvas and if, if you're working with text and it's a lot easier than if you're trying yeah. to do that with fabric. I mean, that is hard, you know, when people. But, actually... And fabric has this tactile quality that, you know, I think it, it gives something different that, that painting doesn't, um, which is why I was attracted to it. You know, that there's this, 
this depth to it that you don't get when you paint, mm-hmm. um, and which is why I continue to, um, to work like that. Um, it's I, I don't know I do, and I love fabric. I mean that's a whole other issue, but um, you know I've sewn my entire life. My mom taught me to sew when I was seven or eight years old. Um, this is how I think. This is how my brain works. Um, and there are people that are painters, and that's fine. There's beautiful paintings out there, beautiful sculptures. But I think this is just a, it's a whole other medium that should be as as important as those others. Mm-hmm. No, um, I especially agree. you know since you know you go back to 1970 when the art quilt movement really started. There's just been such amazing work over the last 50 years, and and I don't want to see that stop or go backwards at all. If I could shift gears for a couple for a couple minutes here, um, I'm really interested in your process because I'm sure there are quilters at home right now, and they're like, "Okay, Jennifer, move on from the controversy <laughs> and tell us how she makes these." Um, so, what is your process? Are, are you using? Uh, do you use a lot of applique techniques, um, or do you? I don't. I I mean, like I said, I know how to hand applique and do piecing and all that. Um, And then I took some classes when I was first starting out quilting. um, And Joan Colvin and Laura, and I cannot even say her last name, (laughs) (laughs) starts with a W. Um, Most people will know she's one of the fusing queens of of the world. They showed me how to, like, make pictures. And back then, I didn't do a drawing first. I just... I fused Wonder Under to fabric, and I cut pieces out and, and like by hand, and then I ironed them all down on a background. And then I was like, I need more control over this process. So I've always been an artist. Um, I do actually have an art degree, shockingly. Um, and so I would start by drawing, and I draw Sharpie on paper, um, and then I usually enlarge it um, 200 300%. Sometimes I crazy draw tiny things. Um, and then I trace all of those pieces on Wonder Under. Um, and I number them. So I have, like, it's almost like a puzzle. So, uh, you know, the piece I'm working on right now has over 1,200 pieces in it. Oh, um, right. and I, well, and, and that's actually one of the smaller ones. And so I, all the pieces are numbered. I trace them all on Wonder Under. I cut the Wonder Under out. And then with the pattern hanging, like, next to me, I iron down each of those pieces um, to the fabric color I think they should be. And, like, some people are like, you don't color at first. I'm like, no, it's, like, kind of colored in my head. Right. And, and it sounds crazy, but I've been doing this for a while, and so I can, like, look at my line drawing and go, yeah, that should be, like, yellow and, like, shaded this way. And um, and I hold fabrics up next to each other, um, and I have a huge stash. Um, and then um, I cut all those out, and then I iron it down using one of those Teflon sheets and the pattern. So I put the Teflon sheet on top of the pattern, and I iron right on top of it. Um, and and then I stitch it down, and then I quilt the whole mess. So I and I bind it. I quilt it and bind it just like somebody else, you know. But it's it's fused applique is what it is. So are these raw um, edges then? Or, yeah, they are. Okay, and so um, it looks like you're stitching. Them. Yeah, you're. Are you doing like a like a um, I, zigzag? Yeah, I do a zigzag with one of those invisible uh, things because they—they they honestly they don't stick that well. Um, not a, and I have a lot of tiny pieces on some of these. Um, right. So the I do the monofilament and I do that when it's just the top layer. So I just stitch zigzag all over the whole thing, um, around all the edges, and then I sandwich it and pin it. And then the quilt line, I start with a dark color and I outline everything I think should be outlined, and then I quilt the background. So I almost draw with that the quilt line, um, and some people have said, "Well, you're not really quilting." I'm like, "Well, I am quilting. I'm stitching the three layers together." Yeah, that's <laughs> so, all you need is three layers to call it a quilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I am quilting. You're um, definitely but, you know, quilting. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that's how, and and it can take hours. You know, I just finished one um, that was 189 hours in it. Um, I don't know how many hours uh, this one was. 
um, though I should know, honestly. Um, and and it, I, one of the things, because I'm a teacher, um, the school year gets kind of hairy. Um, and so a lot of times I try to plan a big project for the summer because I have more time during the summer right. to make a big project. Um, and so, um, yeah, this is before I started keeping track of how long things took. So I don't have a time on this one. Um, but I'd put it, it's probably under 100 hours, but not by a whole lot, um, just based on the size of it, because it's a huge quilt. It's, I don't know, 60-something by 70-something. Um, and so that was one of my summer projects, was doing that project. Now, nowadays, I, I quilt during the school year. I have found a better balance, so I can make big quilts all along. But before, especially when the kids were little, it was just really hard for me to pull off um, you know, teaching all day, grading stuff, coming home, dealing with kids, and making a huge quilt. So I would make smaller quilts during the school year. So this was my smart quilt. It was, it was, and and it. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, I I enter all my work in shows at this point. Um, it was in Quilt Art Quilts in 2011. So it was in Auburn, New York. Um, and then it's been with people in portraits since 2013. So it went to IQF in Houston. It's been to the Texas Quilt Museum. Um, it went to Birmingham, England, to the Festival of Quilts. Uh, it was at the Regina A. Quick Center for the Arts in New York. And then it started AQS Quilt Week in February of this year in Phoenix. So, so it has been out there. Yeah. yeah. Tons of people have seen this thing. And this is the first time, <laughs> is this the first time anyone has had any objection to it? I mean, of this That I knew about, yeah. yeah. I, um, I mean, I... And, and honestly, I do aim towards museums, galleries, and art quilt shows. Mm-hmm. Um, IQ, IQF, I don't have a problem with. They they always have, I think, good exhibits um, that are more art minded, and I and and it you know it goes through usually all of their shows, and I don't usually have a problem with it. Um, like I said, the only issues I've ever had that I've heard about, and I'm sure stuff happens that I don't hear about because the organizers went, uh huh, uh huh, we'll bless you, and and right. move on. Um, but the only ones I've ever heard from have been the ones that are more traditional, like the Mancusos and now AQS. So um, I don't ever, I, honestly, I don't enter those. I don't even enter the basic show. I just enter special exhibits that will be there because I know they'll travel afterwards. Right. And I have a better chance of getting my stuff into museums and galleries where people that are more maybe art-minded might see them. You do have on your blog post about this, you show another quilt in which you do it's um, like uh, the one that's called work in progress. Yeah. And where you do have a man and a woman and they're naked. And this, you know, there is definitely, and, and is the arrow, <laughs> these arrows are actually quilted on. Yeah. Yes. So it was, it was a show about uh, expressions of equality um, that showed here at the visions uh, quilt museum um, or Visions Art Museum, they're no longer a quilt museum, um, here in San Diego, and it was uh, it was made for a show, and I had picked um, gender equality as what I was focusing on, you know, because as a woman, you know, what kinds of things are you born with, like a penis or a uterus, versus what kinds of things are more flexible, like does the woman have to cook? Well, no, she doesn't. That's obviously something that she doesn't have to do. Right. Um, but and, and that one was just um, in uh, Pennsylvania at Art Quilt Elements, um, hanging there, and I had no complaints at all. And again, that's an art center, you know, and not a quilt show, so maybe that's, you know, and no complaints from when it was at Visions Art Museum. In fact, I had um, one of the people there emailed me and said, hey, there was a man that came in with his little kids, and they really liked your quilt. And I'm like, well, that's cool. <laughs> so, 
and that was a show that Sheila Frampton Cooper had curated and, and asked me to do a piece. And she says, I know what you're going to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do gender. Because I do a lot of stuff about women and what it's like to be a woman and a mother and all those things. And so, you know, like I said, they're, they're, I really only have one quilt that's in circulation that has a penis in it. And it's not this one. Um, and it's a very obvious penis. So, <laughs> you know. Well, maybe. yeah, it sounds like you're not the type of person to sneak one into a uh... A, a quilt as for for giggles if you're gonna put it in there it's it's there for a so reason now uh, maybe i will i don't know <laughs> yeah look what they've driven you to <laughs> i know now I have, I have people sending me all these ideas and i already have one in my head i'm like i don't have time to make a penis quilt right now <laughs> oh my gosh well it might be on your list now after all this unfortunately oh, yes. word. yeah i don't know if you have any other thoughts about it anything you want the folks at home to know well i'm not going to stop making quilts because of this i'm not going to stop showing them really my my the core of my frustration you know i would have been frustrated with being censored for something that was actually there but to censor me for something that isn't there and that no one can find except for this woman and i you know i've had other people say well maybe it's the shadow i'm like well if you have to say maybe it's not a penis you know, um, and so that that to me is is the core of all this is that, you know, and, and then to pull the second piece because, you know, <laughs> because it's lonely. That's what one of my friends said. They pulled the second one because it would be lonely without the first one. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, so and the it, second one is depicting this is the one that's called fully medicated. What is the story behind that quote? So I'm diabetic, um, and I have some other health issues, and I have to take a lot of medications. And I get really tired of them sometimes, and you, and you read about side effects, and they're like, you shouldn't take this for a long time. I'm like, but I have to, you know? And Right. It's and very so, depressing to read side effects when you're trying right. to like, you know, survive something else. Yeah, it's always... And, and you know it's attacking all these parts of your body, and it, and it was just, it was about that. Like, I felt like I wasn't in control of that. You know, I'm fully medicated, you know, because every time you go to the doctor, like, are you taking all your medications? And they call me sometimes. Are you taking your medications? Medications. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm taking my medications, you know, because I want to be healthy. Right. But I'm putting all these things in my body that are poisoning it. So it's just kind of, that's what that one came out of. And again, it's another quilt that's, you know, a good five, six years old. Um, and it does have a giant vulva in it, you know, because, you know. But it has also, I, like, other, so it looks like, though, you can see inside, like, for the people at home yeah. who can't see it, you're seeing, like, an internal, you kind of can yeah, see in, like, you see the rib cage. And right, I'm a like... science teacher. I put all the parts in there because, right. like, I put the liver in there and the pancreas because those medications affect all of those parts, your stomach, your intestines, you know. So I, I've always put a lot of biological parts um, in my quilts, and, and that's nothing new. I mean, even the life jacket one has, you know, more parts than, you know. I, I always think of bodies as being see-through. You can just see through and see everything that's in there. So, um, you know, I, I would have... It would, it would have been less of a surprise to me if somebody had said, well, we pulled fully medicated because of the vulva, although they would have called it a vagina, not a vulva. But that's just because biologically they don't know what they're talking about. But that, <laughs> And then it wasn't that. And I'm like, wait, they didn't pull the giant five-inch vulva? They Because that's what I got busted for on the show that was the Mancuso one was a vulva, which was actually much smaller than that. So, yeah, I... You know, it's unfortunate. I'm glad that, you know, they're still going to show them, you know, the, at the quilt sto- uh, store that's in Chattanooga. Um you know, and I'm not going to stop making work, obviously. And I'm not going to, I, when I draw, I don't think, gee, I wonder if someone will object to this. I just draw what's in my head. And I don't think of nudity as a bad thing or, um, you know, nudity, we come into the world this way. When I put clothes on someone, then I'm, I'm making people make a determination about that person based on the clothes. Right. And, I, and I'm looking more inside the people, you know. Um, and so some of that ends up with, you know, you see boobs, you see whatever. 
Right. So, I mean, and this, and this um, fully medicated quilt, I mean, there's like, it, it's very, you can tell that you're, now that I'm hearing you talk about like what inspired this, uh, you're, are you basically trying to depict all the areas of the body that are affected by medication? Yeah. That, okay. And there's um like, it looks like a bird, a bird woman on the person's uh-uh. head. I can't explain that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What about the snake? What about the snake well, on the face? There's a goddess, I think, that's okay. what that came from. But, you know, like I said, lots of times I'm drawing, I, I like to just fill in space sometimes. Like I'm looking at that snake and going, that's a little creepy, you know, and, and a lot of people don't like snakes in, in quilts and, and it doesn't stand for a penis. It's just like, to me, snakes are these amazing creatures biologically, but they're also kind of evil, you know, everybody's scared of them. And I, I actually yeah, think they they're fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm filling in space with, you know, if you look at some of my more recent quilts, I draw all over the bodies. It's almost like they're tattooed all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, my mom says that I, I, I watched too much Dr. Seuss when I was a little kid or read too much Dr. Seuss. Or uh, what's the one with the, ah, uh, that kid's book, Richard Scary, you know, where it's covered with stuff. Oh, She's yeah. like, you just, you channeled that. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know, I like to fill the space, man. Yeah. Well, sometimes so. too, when you're in the zone creating things, sometimes things just come through you and you yeah. don't even, um, and I think that's when I, you kind of get out of your own way and you just make she's things. She's got four arms, you know, or four hands. Obviously she's not real. You know? Right. I was just going to say, yeah, this person has an extra <laughs> pair of, of hands that are coming out of her like internal, like uh, right c- cavity and there. they're and they're more realistic than the ones that are on her body exactly you know? so, and they're the ones that are getting the medication in hand yeah 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 so yeah there's kind of lot... like this whole other person inside me that's taking care of all that you know but i don't have a lot of control over it is so. the background um painted did you paint the fabric no it's 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 hand dyed i did dye the fabric so um, yeah it I, looks really cool the background yeah I, I think it was like the bottom fabric that i was just piling everything on top of but i did funny? like to dye fabric yeah. but um i don't do it very often because i don't have a lot of time and i i trust other people to do a much better job than me but yeah that is actually one of my own hand dyes. yeah no that's really cool i know i just turned 40 last month and i feel like i've been kind of holding back and I, and I'm like, that's so dumb because yeah. I've wasted some time, you know. <laughs> society mean... tells us that we should, you know, yeah. that we shouldn't. And, and I don't, this is, you know, people are like, well, you want attention. That's why you're doing this. I'm like, no, I want people to stop assuming that, that this is bad. I want them to be able to to be able to walk through an exhibit like this and go, I like that, I like that. Oh, my God, I totally love that. Oh, I don't like that. And walk past it. At least it's it's got something in your head that you've seen. But we really do need people to not – some people are censoring themselves before they even make the piece. Right. You know, they're saying, oh, no, I don't, that, oh, no, that would be inappropriate, you know. And, and this kind of stuff where they censor, you know, my stuff doesn't help with that. Right. You know, it makes th- you're less... really reluctant to do it. And for some of us, though, I think, it, if anything, I think this bolstered me. I was oh, like, good. oh, hell yeah, I'm going to be making some quilts that are different That's than good. other quilts I've been making. The things I remember are the ones that, you know, I was like, whoa, I stood there for a long time and I love it, hate it. The worst is in between, though, where you're like, eh don't really care. The ones where, like when I walk through a quilt show, there's a lot of it where I just literally just walk slowly past and that's it. I don't stop. I don't stare at it. I don't take a picture. Um, You know, and my mom will say, did you see that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, because I didn't really even see it because it didn't reach out and grab me. Right. You know, and it's got to be an amazing quilt to reach out and grab me. It doesn't have to be an art quilt for me. I can, like I said, I can go to IQF and see a traditional quilt and, and look at it and go, oh my God, that's amazing. Right. So, 
and and I think everyone should be able to do that. But they should also be able to to, to not you know call Fox News the instant you you see something that you think is offensive. Um, you know, and, and the show organizers, I think, you know, if you're looking at AQS and they're losing money and stopping doing their publications and they're worried about finances, then this is not what they should be doing. They should be opening their arms wider to grab the modern quilt people and the art quilt people and the traditional quilt people and try and open that up even more. It's not going to help them to just, you know, go backwards and just do traditional. I hope that this discussion, what happens as a result of this is that show organizers and um, show goers, uh, just people in general can can really think really carefully about what is the common hope that we all have for right. for art quilts and art and, and, and quilts and how they fit into that umbrella of art. Because um, when we start censoring things, that's when we're kind of, like I said, I just am concerned that we're going to set the quilt world back and that's yeah. not what any of us want. Well, especially if they're having financial issues, if we're seeing things close down and and go away, you know, we need to be more inclusive and not less so to make sure, you know, I don't want the quilt world to go away. Man, that's my fabric stash. I I need you people out there. you got to make me more fabric. Right. You know, so it's been going strong for a long time. I don't want it to see it disappear, any part of it. You know, I don't want the traditional part to disappear either. I, I just want us to be able to all get along, you right. know? So, I mean, what is what is the solution? Now, I know they didn't, the AQS people didn't call and have a direct conversation with you about this, but should something like this happen again uh, for people out there listening, and they might be show organizers that are out there listening, <laughs> what are some things that would be, you know, things maybe that a show organizer could do that would be okay with an artist but also then kind of, you know, make maybe make people in communities that might feel a little more like people walking through, they're a little uncomfortable. I'd like to think that, you know, most, I didn't see a lot of children um, at the yeah. show. Uh, so it's not exactly like a romper room. Um, people do walk through with kids on occasion, but most kids throw tantrums at quilt shows. <laughs> they can't usually oh, yeah. handle it. They don't want so, to be there So that a lot long. of us leave our kids. In fact, this year, my kids did not go, um, but I wouldn't have had a problem walking my kids past your quilt. Thank you. They're, they're 10 and 12. They they know what's going on you know, with the human body. So And they uh, might have gone, ooh, and they might have gone, ooh, cool. And they yeah. might have just walked right past it. Yeah, just I, don't like think it been, I don't think it would have been a huge deal. But um, but what do you think is a middle ground? I mean, because obviously censoring something and pulling it out is the extreme. You said well, in they, one show you, there was fabric placed over. Uh, the whole, yeah, I, I don't, and I don't think that was a good idea. I've, that always I've draws heard more of, attention like, to it, don't you think? Well, yeah, and then what, people are going to lift it up, so then they're touching the quilt. Or, I don't know. That just sounds yeah. crazy. I've, I've heard people say, you know, you know, nudity in the, in the next exhibit, and then they put it more in a closed space. Um, and I don't know what the Grand Rapids area looks like. I've, I've heard Annabelle Rainbow had one that was put in, like, an enclosed, um, you know, uh, drape area, and then you had to go into it to see her. She does nude women that are just amazing, um, and you had to go into it to see her quilts um, or a quilt of hers. Like and, a warning and, she was, and a siren. That went yeah, and so me. I don't know. That's kind of like, do we need to trigger warning quilt shows? I don't know. I that's hard for me because you know I want people to be able to make the choice. Right. I guess you know. I mean, I made choices for my kids, but on the other hand, you know. 
Maybe they just need to do a better job of saying, hey, there's art in here. And, you know, I don't know what the fine line is. I really don't want to be, like, in an enclosed, draped area because (laughs) there's a, you know, a boob on there or whatever. (laughs) I would like the stuff to be out there, but I I don't have control over that. I guess it's kind of absurd for me to even ask you what you think people should do because when you go to an art gallery with your kid on a school field trip, they they don't cover up paintings nope. you know what i mean like nope. it's just it's just there it is what it is because it's art yeah exactly you know, so, if, I, so if you I don't want your kids to see that you don't let them go to the to the field trip yeah so i don't know that there really is i think we just what we just need to do is get maybe as a society just get used to the fact that um and i've had art. people say yeah that quilt show it's a quilt show it shouldn't have art at it okay well but but see that's insulting to every single quilter in the show i know i honestly you know, think even the person doing traditional Nine, Nine patch. patch with pink and green. That's still art. There's but, an art to how they decided how yes. those colors went together. They yeah. may not be good at it, but <laughs> there's an art to it. But here's the thing. At these shows, you do have the people that are better than most in the show. I mean, I have, I have, I've, yet, I've yet to go to a show where I'm like, wow, this is so bad. Like, the craftsmanship is so bad it shouldn't be in the show. I mean, the craftsmanship, yeah. I mean, I've never... I, not, I've been obje- I've, I've objected to color, and I've been like, "Wow, that's not really the greatest quilt." But I, I've never really come across one that I thought, "Wow, they did a really Sadly crappy job together. putting that together." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, that's true. So, so I do think that the people that you know curate these shows, they are really giving, they're highlighting people who are good at what they do. And I mean, we can debate whether or not certain quilts should have got in. I know there's been several shows in recent years that there have been people who've entered and then there's a great debate after about, you know, when, you know, people get rejected and then there's hashtags. And I can't remember the show that had a really high number of people that are accomplished quilters that did not get in. And there was quite a... Well, that happens all the time with Visions and Quilt National. Are you kidding me? I've gotten into each of those once. And I'm okay with that. I keep entering, and every time I get rejected, I'm like, I donated to them. I'm good, you know? Right. I it, It's fine. Um, but the, a million people enter the show, and it's going to be a limited number that get in. Right. And, you know, I, so, I, you know, I get rejected all the time. I'm like, okay, well, moving on, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but right. if I knew I was being rejected because it had nudity in it, then I might get irritated because right. then you're sitting there going, that wasn't in the, the show entry form. And that's one thing I did check for AQS's shows. I went and pulled up one of their entry forms, and I went, there's nothing in here about subject matter. There is nothing in there that says you can't have quilts with nudity and it has to be family-friendly and all the code words they use. There's nothing in there. So they, you know, they're, if they're not allowing nudity in their regular show, then they're doing that without telling the people that are entering the show, um, which is wrong. Um, so they're censoring straight out of that because there's nothing in the entry form that says you can't do anything. Well, I'm going to ask about that because I am really curious about that. And, um, you know, and maybe it's as simple as just putting a sign when you enter the show, just so people are, you know, they know walking in like, Hey, you know, there might be some boobs in the show. Um, yeah, and that's a good and sign. not just, just the ones the that you're bringing sign. in. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it, it is crazy. Hey, there might be an imaginary penis in this show. Try to find it. <laughs> See, I mean, what are you going to put on that side? Or you could say, you know, if you're under the influence of prescription drugs, you may hallucinate <laughs> and see something in this drug. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, we have no idea what, under what no. conditions people are seeing things. <laughs> I know, and I kind of feel sorry for the poor woman if she's seen all this. Well, thanks again. Good luck tomorrow with the first day of school. And Thank you. You're, you're teaching. Uh, what do you teach? You're teaching science. I teach science to middle schoolers. 
Yeah, seventh graders, twelve year olds. So okay. you know, it's yeah, a I have a twelve year old. She's going to be going starting school in a couple of weeks. Yeah, she's going to oh, be yeah. back in school. Yeah, it's a fun it's a age, day. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's pros and cons. Always. Yes, there are. <laughs> But you made it through. Your kids are adults now. You got through. Uh, yeah, they're both in college. So I did survive those years. And quite honestly, straight up, those were not the hardest. So <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, I'm kind of bracing myself. Uh, so far, I haven't gotten a pre- prescription for an inhaler that I do not need for medical reasons. I'm just thinking <laughs> I might need one like on a necklace around my neck just in case I feel it hard to breathe at some point. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm already uh, I'm a little concerned. Um, but I think I'll just keep one day at a time. We stumble our way through. <laughs> And that's what we all do, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. A special thanks to Kathy for agreeing to be on the show within hours of our initial correspondence. Really appreciate that. I also want to give a shout out to Abby Glassenberg, who posted a a link to Kathy Nida's blog on Facebook. And that's when I uh, initially realized that, whoa, something pretty significant had happened after I left the Gwilt Show here in Grand Rapids. So thanks for alerting the rest of us to the controversy, Abby. I appreciate that. I remain disappointed that I cannot present both sides of this story because I do feel like there's a serious imbalance here. Again, my offer stands. If someone from AQS does want to talk about this, if there's something that some other piece to this story or some explanation, I would love to give you a chance to explain it. Um, so get in touch if you'd like to. Jennifer at craftsanity.com is my email. And I know that um, the spokesperson does have my phone number as well. So I do hope the discussion continues, even though this is now in the past. I do hope that just for the the sake of all artists and crafters out there, I think it's really important that as quilting in particular gains respect in the art world, we have to not lose our minds when quilts start to contain things that we see in paintings and sculptures and other forms of art that we see hanging in all of our local communities and art galleries. Uh, When I walk into AQS quilt shows every year, um, I don't travel to Paducah. I've never been to the big shows in Paducah and other cities, but I've gone every year to the Grand Rapids Quilt Show. And again, I mean, I am impressed by what I see at these shows And Kathy's work was hanging there with so many quilters from Michigan, some from my own backyard, but also just work from people all around the country and um, some international pieces as well. And what I love about the quilt world is that it's, you know, quilting is really um, just, it's amazing what people are doing with fabric. It really is. I mean, we're, we're getting some photorealistic quilts. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. I mean, but it's finally the artists are finally starting to get recognition for being able to do more than a nine patch, not to disregard the joy that you can get from making a simple nine patch. I mean, log cabin is one of my favorite methods of making a quilt. I also like English paper piecing the old methods. And I, I like uh, just kind of just total improvisational quilting as well. Um, But I think the key point here is that it's important for everyone to come to the table when decisions like this are made I think it's really important that we all understand like what happened, why did this happen? And it's a big concern that a major quilt show could pull a quilt from the show for depicting something that it doesn't depict. I mean, that escapes logic. I don't understand that. So I really do hope that at some point we do hear an explanation of why this happened. If anybody out there knows anything more about this and would like to shed some light on it, I'd be happy to hear what you have to say. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm really, like I said, I, I like the AQS shows. 
So I'm in no way, shape, or form am I trying to like just sledgehammer people because there there could be something else that that I do not know about that was leading to this decision. But I just have to say it doesn't look good uh, when you have a situation where an artist is told that her work can't be showcased anymore due to a complaint about something that's not in the quilt. Anyway, I hope you folks got something out of this discussion. Uh, Feel free to comment at craftsanity.com if you want to weigh in. I want to take a moment before I sign off to thank my lovely Patreon sponsors and other folks who've supported the show, people who have bought my looms and t-shirts and the prints that I make. At the end of the day, you know, this podcast really does continue because of each of you sitting there in your studios, in your cars, out on a jog. You people keep this podcast going. I do this for you. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you to all my listeners for your patience. I seem to keep having these like things that slow me down when it comes to my craft sanity endeavors. And I know lately I quietly, uh, I turned 40 last month and it was actually a month ago, exactly a month ago as I'm recording this. Since then, I have had so many doctor's appointments. It's insane. And nothing is like seriously wrong with me. At least I really hope not. <laughs> um, but I've had a lot of like maintenance stuff all at once. And um, I'm actually right now... Um, I went in, had some moles checked because I have a family history of melanoma. So if any of you have suspicious things in your skin, this is a little, you know, public service announcement, get checked out. Um, turns out I have everything, everything's A-OK as far as my, I don't have melanoma, thank goodness. But I actually had, um, the things I had biopsied actually got uh, first had an allergic reaction and then that went into cellulitis. So I have this pretty... <laughs> terrible uh, cellulitis flare up on my leg right now that's... Uh, crazy. Like I watched the women's triathlon today in the Olympics and I watched the USA win gold, go Gwen. Um, (laughs) and, and it was like, I'm sitting there with my leg wrapped up, propped up on a pillow and just, you know, thinking, geez, I hope these antibiotics kick in soon. And, um, I'm also in physical therapy for my knees. So it's like, I have all this crazy stuff happening. And I think these challenges are just, uh, gonna ultimately help me become more determined to decide what it is that I'm doing next full blast and I will do that so in the meantime I'm gearing up for a new semester at the community college where I teach journalism and I am yeah I'm just doing the best I can despite um some minor roadblocks so so yes so thank you you dear sweet listeners who hang with me I I really do appreciate that and I don't ever want you to get the impression that I don't value that because if anything I have listeners who are supportive and um, very encouraging especially when I post things on Instagram I get so much encouragement from the internet world out there that has gotten me through some rough stuff so thank you all and uh, and yeah I'm gonna try to get back on a regular show schedule again soon if you are interested in sponsoring an upcoming episode of the podcast feel free to get in touch I'm excited about the possibility of forming some new relationships with handmade businesses out there. Email jennifer at craftsanity.com for more information. All right, I'm going to sign off and I will be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time.